Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome in, everybody, to episode five of Lay the Juice. Darren Sai, I have him in my kitchen. It's quite the honor. I'm your host, Sam Maxwell. You can follow me, of course, on Twitter at smaxwell713, as I mentioned previously. Darren Sai making his second appearance at my house. We've been friends for about a year and a half now. Welcome to the Maxwell House, Darren. Thanks for having me. Love it here. And to christen having Darren here, to celebrate him having here, I should say, uh, we're going to talk some early way too early NFL best bets for futures, divisions, and totals. And this is spurred, obviously, by the NFL schedule coming out uh, about a month ago. Uh, and, of course, last weekend's NFL draft. We're recording this on May 1st. Did you see some good Justin Timberlake memes yesterday? It's going to be May. Of course you saw it. I saw way too many. It was all over Instagram. It was all over Snapchat. It made me sick. They start coming on now in, in, you know, really like beginning of April. It's, you know, March Madness is barely in the dust, and we start seeing some It's Gonna Be May stuff with Justin Timberlake. I, I do love them, but, you know, <laughs> there, there's really one day you can get away with that. So uh, they came, they went. Today is May 1st. For all you guys celebrating warm weather out there, it's been warm in Southern California for the entire year. That being said, let's take care of some brief administrative stuff. Of course, you can find me again on Twitter at smaxwell713. Darren still does not have a Twitter that he uses regularly. You can find Believe Podcasts, a whole lot of great other podcasts besides us. Some really great NFL draft stuff from Tony Pauline and Chris Tripodi. There's some great yoga stuff. There's there's Bachelor. There's I'm sure there's a Game of Thrones one out there. I believe they're up to the mid-40s now in podcasts. You can find them all at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on your social media of choice. If you do enjoy this show, please give us a subscribe, a five-star rating. Any sort of feedback is encouraged and appreciated. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you choose to get your podcasts from. Now that we've moved past that portion, Darren, let's talk some NFL here. I know it's May 1st, but I'm getting really excited about the NFL. This is really the only part of the schedule, the only part of the calendar year in which there's no NFL. We have a great offseason all the way up to this point. What about the draft? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. The NFL has done a great job branding and marketing itself as really a truly year-long league, which is you know really the first time it's ever happened. The NBA kind of does it as well. But you have free agency that hits super hard in, in early March. And then, of course, you have the draft, which is probably the best episode of reality TV every year throughout the entire year. Did you see the bachelorette parties that were ruined in Nashville? That was incredible. Yeah, that was hilarious. That How was... they were like, we are going to ruin the you NFL get... for our husbands. You we're only not... get married once. How often does draft have? Every freaking year. Every year. <laughs> uh, that was incredible. Uh, I mean, they're superstars now. They're all over social media. Ironically... 
someone made a good point of what was the maid of honor doing not googling events in nashville for the draft weekend so there was some serious misguidance on the part of anyone planning trips that, that don't know that a monumental event where 150,000 people are coming. I mean, they had to have more expensive Airbnbs. It must have been a, a lot more competitive to find really anything that they're trying to do. You would probably think, let's Google this. It's, we, have, we have answers at our fingertips these days, but they, this woman chose not to do it. Ironically, my wife is planning a bachelor party. And that in was Nashville? The, no, not Nashville. Uh, uh, but that was my first question to her. Apparently, it's the bachelor capital of the world. I did not know this. Oh, I didn't know it's, that it's, it's good to learn things. You learn things every day. Here yeah. we are in my kitchen learning about great things in our country. And we're going to teach you some great things, of course, about the NFL, the 2019 NFL season, which is a little bit over four months away from starting. <laughs> uh, but we want to get everyone ahead. Most value. There. There's the most value now. The value does move. If there's going to be anything that happens, uh, it's going to be a lot of public picks. There's not going to be a lot of transactions over the next several months. There might be some injuries. There might be some minor cuts in June 1st, some minor trades. Things will happen, of course, that will change the trajectory of the season. However, after the draft, most rosters are locked in. Most teams are ready to go. They've figured out their situations with their coaching staffs, with their cap, and there is good value to be grabbed now. Unless you're going to bet against the public, then obviously you're going to get some more value down the road. So let's start off here, Darren. I know you did a lot of research specifically with division bets so i want to hear your thoughts on your three best division bets give me your thoughts on those go with the old reliable new england patriots minus 550 i think that's major value where they were minus 700 last year to win the division i got them a minus 700 and after the first two games i believe when they had when they were they had lost a game uh i forget which game it was but they were up to i think it was about minus 350, 400, and that was amazing value. So to get to here at the beginning of the season, they just won the Super Bowl again. Give me some good stats about that. I know you researched that before the show. I mean, they've won 10 in a row. What what else do you need to know? They got Belichick and Brady. What Literally, what else do you need to know? Not only did they win it 10 years in a row, 14 out of 15. If you're wondering, the only year they didn't win it was, of course, 2008. Tom Brady tore his ACL in uh, the Dolphins won. Now you have to go all the way back to 2002 when the Jets beat them. That's truly a remarkable stat. It's an obvious bet until it doesn't happen. However, people said the exact same thing about Kansas basketball winning Big 12. I think they were at 11, 10 or 11 in a row. That yeah. just came to an end recently. So everything will true. eventually come to an end. Obviously, Tom Brady is, is 42 now. He'll be 42 in August when the season begins. But it's one of those bets that, you know, if you've been doing it so many years in a row, you have to continue. You've already earned your value eventually will come to an end but this is pre-bought by your winnings uh, before and they also do have one of the easiest schedules in the nfl they're tied for the 27th most difficult in terms of opponents record last year their total opponents record last year was 120 134 and 2 that's a 47.3 winning percentage which was tied for 27th in terms of the most difficult for next year so i like that bet a lot give me your second best bet here darren I like the Texans at plus 240 to win the AFC South. I think their offense is going to be on fire. I mean, Deshaun Watson, he's an incredible quarterback. And I think their defense is going to be a little bit healthier this year. I know the Colts, everyone's really high on the Colts. They are very much improved offensive line. Uh, Andrew Luck, kind of looking like the old Andrew Luck. He's proven that he can throw the ball well again. It's great to see him back. It is. It really is. But I just, I, I like the Texans. I think there's good value there. Because I think they, you know, Indianapolis is just one injury away from, I mean, maybe one hit away from potentially having a terrible season. Andrew Luck is not the most durable quarterback. You can say that about essentially any quarterback. <laughs> but it's very ironic you make that point because Andrew Luck happens to be injury prone, but Deshaun Watson it's isn't also. injury prone. You know, so it's, it's kind of funny. 
I don't love the Colts as much as most teams. I think they're extremely well built. I think Chris Ballard is one of the best, if not the best GM in the league. He's rebuilt that defense. He's rebuilt that offensive line. Drafting Paris Campbell in the second round gives them a shiny new toy as well. They're a very balanced team. They have a great home field advantage. That is always an interesting division, though, and it doesn't tend to stay the same too often. Although historically, of course, the Colts have absolutely owned the Houston Texans. But that is an interesting one. I think there is value to that because I I can see them winning 10, 11 plus games. And that's what it's going to take, I believe, to win that division. You got one more divisional pick. What is it? I like the Dallas Cowboys, the Blue Star, plus 140, NFC East. I think it's between them and Carson Wentz and the Eagles. But I think Dallas lost a lot of really close coin flip games this last year. Two years ago, they won those games. And we usually kind of see these trends reverse. Not to mention, I think Amari Cooper and Dak have great chemistry, and you never can count out Zeke. So I think they have the right building blocks to win and make a run in the NFC. And it's year two with Amari and Dak together. It's so difficult to pick up an offense when you get traded midseason. Now, he did happen to have the very rare back-to-back buy to prepare for that. But you saw some wild inconsistencies last year for Amari. It did get better for him in Dallas than it was in Oakland. But that's going to, I think, take another step forward, certainly. You mentioned a very good point. When the, when the Cowboys are bad and you expect them to be bad, they usually turn out to have a good season. And when they're coming off of a, a good season, you expect them to be really good, take that next step towards the Super Bowl. And then they the really Bowl, let you They down. tend to disappoint you. Yeah. So if the, those kind of trends continue, that's a good bet. There is certainly value there. Now, you don't just like the Cowboys to win the division, right? You actually like them to continue on and maybe even provide value as a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, I actually like them at plus 1,100 to win the NFC. I mean, I don't love that, but I just think that there's value there. You like the Cowboys. It would be now. The time to take them is now. Right. They are America's team. There's going to be a tremendous amount of interest in them throughout the offseason. They're going to make headlines, and that number is most certainly going to go down. I could even see them as a favorite or even, you know, maybe even money to win the division by the time it's all said. Maybe plus 110, something like that. Okay, so those are your division bets there. I know you put a lot of time into looking that up. So to recap it, it's Patriots, of course, to win the AFC East. It's never not been Tom Brady's to win except for the year he was injured and the Cowboys not only win the, a- the NFC East excuse me at plus 140 but also be a contender to win the entire conference at plus level 100 and Darren likes the Texans to win the AFC South at plus 240. Let's talk about season long totals now these came out uh, mostly a couple weeks ago I had a friend yeah. who texted me I was actually about to go to a Clippers game and there I am staring at my phone in mid-April trying to figure out which bets I liked for the NFL in the fall. That's how great of a league this is. That's how much attention it gathers in my brain. Give me your best season-long totals. I know you got a couple strong opinions on this one as well. I like the Miami Dolphins under four and a half. I don't think they're going to be trying to win that many games this year. They got a first-year coach, new coach, uh, new franchise quarterback as well, Josh Rosen. I don't think he's used to winning as well. So I just don't. I think they only have five potential games that they could win. Redskins, Bills, Jets, Giants, maybe the Bengals, but the Bengals probably not. And even the Bills are going to be a tough game for them. So I just don't see how they could win five games this year. I do think the Dolphins are, are kind of actively pursuing losses. There's, there's always that team that denies uh, rebuild and denies tanking. I don't think they're going to tank. You know, obviously the the front offices can always put a plan in place, but a first-year head coach from Brian Flores with the, from the Patriots just want to see a ball. You have some hungry players. These teams don't go out there on purpose trying to lose games. I want to make that very clear. However, their front office is not necessarily going after great ambitions this year. They are very much content to lose games. I do think they're going to settle in that 4-5 to five win range. I would take the under as well. I think there's some tremendous value in there. What is your second best? 
I like the Colts plus 120 under 9.5. I think they have a tough schedule. And I think there's a couple games that are going to be coin flips. And I don't think that their division is going to be that easy. I think the Jags are much harder out this year. I think, like I said, the Texans earlier, I like them to win the division. And then their non-conference games are, are tough. They'll have the Chargers. They'll have the Chiefs, Panthers, Steelers. Those are not easy games. It's funny because you, when you're reading those opponents off to me, I, I do agree with you. I think they have a relatively difficult schedule. When you look up the strength of schedule from last year, they actually are tied for the seventh easiest record. So it, it's interesting how it kind of goes back and forth like that. I think it's a decent thing to fade there. The, the Colts are going to be a very public team as well. They came off a really good season last year. And there is value to be had in that. I, you, you, your bets correlate. So if you do happen to hit uh, on, on the Texans, almost certainly you're going to hit uh, on both of them, although they could certainly both win 10-plus games right. uh, as well. And you have a little bit of injury history, as you mentioned previously, uh, with Andrew Luck. I just think they're a really good team. Nine is a very fringe number. I think it's a really even, l- nice line there. But that's why you're getting a little bit of value right. with the plus 120. All right, here is your third and, I believe, final best bet for season-long totals. Right. I like the Ravens plus 105 over eight and a half wins. So nine wins. And this is going to come down to if they can beat basically – Pittsburgh once and the Browns once, which would both be very hard games to win. But they do tend to win those games at home, though. That division has a, a very strong home field right, advantage. Right. So I see them beating Miami, Atlanta, Pittsburgh once, Cincinnati, Seattle, Cincinnati again, the Niners, the Jets, the Browns one time, and Buffalo for 10 wins. So I have a little bit of cushion in there. The Ravens are interesting because it's a total new age for them. Ozzie Newsom's gone. He was there forever. Of course, Joe Flacco is gone there as right. well. And you're starting, they really committed to Lamar Jackson. They, they brought in Hollywood Brown in the first round. Mark um, Ingram as well. Yeah, Mark they brought Ingram in, Mark Ingram in, in free lot. agency. So they're very much the same Ravens, but they're, they've, they've lost a lot. They lost Eric Weddle was the heart of their defense. They lost C.J. Mosley, uh, a linebacker. They do still have John Harbaugh there. Things will relatively remain the same. But they're fully, fully on, on board and completely invested in Lamar Jackson running that offense. Right. And I, I really seriously do have my question marks about how he's going to develop into a, a, a fully capable quarterback. We all know he's going to run. I think he's going to be a very good fantasy option this year. He was, he was, it's remarkable. He was actually very consistent last year. Where this right. year I expect him to have a lot more ups and downs because of his rushing of capabilities. But they're a solid team. They're very well coached. Nine wins is definitely attainable. And you're getting plus value there as well. So you heard Darren's best bets there. Again, to recap it, Patriots to win the AFC East for the 15th out of 16th time, 10, or it would be 11th in a row, minus 150. He likes the Cowboys to win the no, division. minus 550. Sorry, minus 550. Lay in the juice. So Darren likes the Patriots to win the AFC East at minus 550. That would be the 11th time in a row they would win that division. He likes the Cowboys to win the division at plus 140 and potentially even win the NFC. He likes that at plus 1,100. Texans to win the AFC South at plus 240. Then he likes the Ravens over 8.5. Colts under 9.5, Dolphins under 4.5. They're all three underdogs. So those are Darren's best bets from the 2019 NFL season. We're going to move on to mine now here. And I'm going to start with my season-long totals. I really like this one. It is getting bet up, so if you want it now, I think you're going to lose the value soon. It's under 6 for the New York Football Giants. You do have to lay the juice there, no pun intended, at minus 135. But after what I saw, Darren, last week with Dave Gettleman, the press conference this week, (laughs) I mean, investing in Daniel Jones there at the number six when he, you know, apparently had sources telling him he was going to be drafted before their pick at 17. 
all those have been refuted. There was not a single other team that had Daniel Jones that high in the draft. Who knows? There's a lot of smoke screens around the draft. But just seeing how that team is run from the top down, drafting a rookie quarterback, it always comes with a little bit of controversy every single year. You, you say in the beginning of the year, this is our guy. He's a Hall of Famer. He's been our starter for a long time. I think it's about 90% of, of rookie quarterbacks end up playing at some point in the right. season. It happened to Eli Manning two years ago, and that wasn't even a first-round quarterback. Right. That was for Davis Webb. A great, a very funny Ooh. stat is that the Giants have drafted three consecutive Senior Bowl MVPs. Can, oh you, can you name God. them? Can you name them? No, I, I can't. Davis Webb from yeah. Cal t- two years ago. And then it was Kyle Laletta. Okay. Yeah, okay. And then this year, of course, Daniel Jones. So they're looking for something very specific there. 18 snaps is what Daniel Jones showed for Dave Gettleman. They so, could just bring back uh, Coughlin. And, and they didn't really <laughs> invest in their defense like I thought they would. They were taking Josh Allen at six, I would say. You that know, this, this defense could be you know, an elite defense yeah. this year at some point. So I do see them going under six. I do like the Cowboys. I do like the Eagles. Certainly over them, Redskins are in, and Giants, I think, are going to be competing for bottom dwellers in that division. Moving on to my second best bet for the season-long totals. I really like the Falcons this year. I think that offense is going to be back firing. I think that defense will be back enough to where they're going to contend. I don't think they're going to be the defense uh, that took them to the Super Bowl, that offense right. that, that really kind of surged towards that year under Kyle Shanahan. But all these players are in place for the same offense coordinator they've had previously, which is Dirk Cutter coming over from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Matt Ryan is reunited with Dirk Cutter, of course. You have the perennial underrated Julio Jones, who's poised to get a new contract that may break the record. You have a great backfield in Demonta Freeman. Ido Smith had an okay rookie year last year, so I think he's going to provide some lift as well. Calvin Ridley had a very good rookie year. Austin Hooper is entering that fifth year of his NFL career. They drafted two offensive linemen in the first round, Chris Lindstrom and Caleb McGarry. I think this offense is good enough to be elite. I think this defense, with their injuries last year, I think they're going to be healthier. They're going to be good enough to keep them afloat. And I do see them winning 11 or 12 games and contending for Super Bowl. We'll talk about them a little bit later as well when we talk about best Super Bowl bets. And moving on to my third and final season-long best bet total, I live and die with the scene these last several years. It's bitten me a couple times. Last year, it actually worked out for me, and that's the Los Angeles Chargers. I have them winning nine and a half games or more, so over nine and a half, 10 or more games. That's a heavy minus 140. But I think the Chiefs are set up really well to regress. And I think the Chargers are going to be that team standing. They're extremely well-balanced. They drafted another safety that fits along really well during James Nasir Adderley. They have a veteran, Philip Rivers, that knows that his time is coming to an end. You finally have Antonio Gates gone. But with that means, of course, my man crush, healthy Hunter Henry, I think has a chance to be one of the breakout stars of this NFL season. And you have, of course, the greatest Badger of all time. Maybe not the greatest Badger of all time. All time. But a great Badger running back. Melvin Gordon in the backfield, and his running mate from college, Derek Watt, at fullback as well. You do lose Tyrell Williams, but you have a really ascending talent in Mike Williams, and you still have an elite possession receiver in Keenan Allen. It's an extremely deep offense, very well balanced. I don't necessarily love their coaching staff, but Anthony Lynn is a good enough coach, I think, where he's not going to be a hindrance. And then, of course, their defense is has some extremely elite talent. Bosa wasn't even healthy last year. That's what We're going to see the, yeah. the, the real return of Bosa. They have linebackers. They have a great secondary. This is one of the true best teams in the NFL, in my opinion. On both sides of the ball. Exactly. Now, they do find a way to out-embarrass themselves almost every year. They do this almost every year. And so that is why I always feel I, I have a knot in my stomach taking the Chargers. 
but I think they're they're one of the most talented teams in the NFL. I think that they are less embarrassing now that they're in LA. I think when they were the San Diego Chargers, they found more ways. The first year in LA, though, they had a couple of absolutely embarrassing losses, and, and they just always seem to do that. They're the, they're the team that always has the talent that doesn't get it done. It's poor young ho, man. Throughout the last 15 years. Poor young ho. All the poor kickers for, <laughs> but for the this, LA Chargers. I could see Philip Rivers kind of having an LA, John Elway type end to his career. He finally has a good running game. He has a great defense. They, they make it back. He's never obviously lost Super Bowl because he's never made a Super Bowl. Right. They get to the postseason and just have that one magical run. I thought it was going to be last year. A loss, it wasn't. So those are my best three bets from season-long totals. I like the New York Giants under six, Falcons over nine, and the Chargers over nine and a half. Moving on here to my best Super Bowl bets, I'm going to go down with the ship again. I've taken this team for the last... I think eight or nine years, and it's only worked out that one time. But I'm taking the Packers. We finally get them here, Darren, at a discount. I paid, I think, eight to one last year, 10 to one, whatever it was. We're getting the Packers right now at 17 to one. I don't love what they did with their coach in LaFleur, but he's going to be an improvement on Mike McCarthy, at least in the, in the in the eyes of the players, which is sometimes a fresh start is all you really need. You have the best player in the NFL, in my opinion, and that's Aaron Rodgers. I think he truly is the most talented quarterback we've ever seen. Tom Brady clearly is the most accomplished quarterback we've ever seen, but I think talent and accomplishments are a little bit different. I worry about their defense, as usual, but I do think they've made some great picks over the last several years to make that defense good enough. They do have good depth now on the offensive side of the ball. They drafted, of course, those three receivers last year, and they have some depth at running back now with Aaron Jones, I think, finally in the eyes of the coaching staff as the main guy. Jamal Williams in the recently drafted Dexter Williams are the other two backs. There's a little bit of depth there as well. Now, this is a difficult division now. The Bears were really good last year. The Vikings, I do like to bounce back this year as well. So that's always the threat here. But the Packers, as we saw with their only Super Bowl win under Aaron Rodgers, they were a wild card team. I don't lose value here. I'm not looking for regular season wins. I'm looking for postseason wins. So that's my best, at least kind of high favorite here. I do like the Vikings as well. I think this is a good hedge. The Vikings or the Packers, I do see taking this division. I do not see the Bears being able to continue what they did last year. I'm not going to dismiss them, but I do like the Packers and the Vikings as teams in that division. I really like Kirk Cousins this year. I think he's going to bounce back. They put a little more pieces in place. They drafted for the offensive line. They have two of the best receivers in the entire NFL. They're certainly paying for it. And that defense across the board last year, Darren, completely did not play up to their potential. They had injuries, of course, but it wasn't as good of a defense as the sum of their parts. So I think the Vikings are going to bounce back and be a true elite defense. They have a great home field advantage as, of course, do the Packers. So both these are about the same. 17-1 to for the Packers, 20-1 to for the Vikings. Any thoughts on you? Your eyebrows raised when I was talking about the Bears. You clearly like them. Yeah, I think the Bears, their defense is good. It's really good, and I think Nagy's a good coach, and he kind of proved that that he can. I like Nagy, but um, losing Vic Fangio, the heart, you know, the heart right. defense, their, their DC, that really was the mastermind. And then they lost a couple free agents as well, and it's difficult to kind of replicate have, that, have that yeah, module. Of course, of course. you would of course. think defense carries over from season to season. It, it carries it over doesn't. from game to game yeah. amazingly well throughout one season. But this time last year, we're talking about the Jags having a generational defense. And it was terrible. their talent last year was yeah. was exceptional. Still, right. sensational talent. They didn't lose any good players. They just didn't have that same kind of fight and hunger. It comes right. together one year, and it seems to kind of break away in the offseason. Of course. So of course. That, that's kind of why I see the Bears coming back down to earth here. Now, I talked about it earlier. I love the Falcons this year. I think this value is absurd. 30-1, to 1, that completely caught my eye. I was the first bet I saw I would take list. that. I, I like that one. Falcons 31. It's, it's another tough division. Well, not only that, they have experience. 
They've been here before. Right. This they've, coaching staff they, knows They were up 28-3 to three at halftime. <laughs> they, they should have won a Super Bowl. The couple Falcons fans we have listening right now were so happy when I was talking about them as a Super Bowl contender. And you just completely ripped their heart out and threw it on the streets. So no, what I'm, saying is, what I'm saying is they have the experience to now win a Super Bowl. They still don't if have a lot get of back pass then, rush, which is kind of what I look for in a lot of teams. But 30-1 to 1 is tremendous value. I see them making the playoffs. Yeah, as a wild card Ryan, team. an MVP. I yeah. think their floor is a wild card team. If things go well, if there's no injuries like there were last year, I think they're a wild card team. And there's already good value in having a 31 team in wild card weekend. And yeah. then anything else is gravy there. Now, staying here in the division, I like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 90 to 1. And maybe it's just because I, I'm just a sucker for Bruce Arians. But I do think there's a lot of value there. I think that they have about a 50 50 shot of contending for a playoff spot. And then there's tremendous value there. I, you know, their defense still isn't nearly what it needs to be. But I think Jameis Winston is going to break out this year. They're going to have a, a great, great offense. Chris Godwin's one of my sleeper receivers, of course, like everybody else. They have so much firepower on offense. They can win games, especially because the weather's going to stay great there. They have Bruce Arians, man. I mean, the guy is just such a great coach. Hoffman coach, in my opinion. It's good to see him back on the sideline. So that's why I like that. 90 to 1 is enough value there. If that was a little bit lower, it's not like I love the Bucks this year, but I just think that. You just think it's like, it's, yeah. it's just your lot of play it, it, that you like. It, it, that's exactly right. Yeah. So of the other teams at the bottom, the Raiders, the Jets, Broncos, Redskins, I mean, I can't see any of these teams competing. I do I see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers potentially winning up to 10 games. Say the Panthers at plus 5,000. Uh, I, I mean, I don't see them winning. Uh, it all depends on if Cam Newton's healthy, right? Yeah. And that's, that what comes into yeah. this line, line of thinking, because I think the Saints are going to be good. I obviously really like the Falcons. I do think that the Bucks are going to be better than the Panthers, just because I have a lot of question marks on the health. The uh, Ravens at plus 4,000 is not is not right. terrible either. I mean, if you like them to win nine or more games, I mean, that's a, that's that's a, that's a good thing. That's not terrible. So that is it for me. I have the Giants under six total wins, Falcons over nine, Chargers over nine and a half. And my Super Bowl bets are Packers, Vikings, Falcons, and Bucks at ninety to one. Falcons were thirty to one. Vikings at twenty to one, and the Packers at seventeen to one. We know it's May first. You're probably listening to this maybe a couple days later. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you learned something here. We're excited about the NFL, even though it's not even officially the end of spring yet. But it is the end of the NFL offseason, so it's officially time to really start thinking forward to the NFL season. If you play fantasy football, if you play best ball in the offseason, I just started a new podcast as well with my other co-host, Michael, the Nation Brucker. You can check that out if you want to learn a little bit more about playing best ball. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. For Darren, I'm Sam. We're out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.